0: everyone welcome to a new episode of dear hallmark my name is dara and i'm excited to come to you guys to talk about my non hallmark christmas favorites of this season i definitely got in outside of the hallmark new releases for this Christmas season, I saw some older Hallmark Christmas movies, but I also saw some first of all, why did I say it like that? <laughs> I also saw some non-Hallmark Christmas movies as well. I watched a few Lifetime, a couple of Up, some GAC. And so I and also some random Amazon ones. <laughs> And so I want to talk to you guys in this episode about some of my favorite non-Hallmark Christmas movies. And this is my top five. And this is in no particular order, mind you. No particular order. Um, so the first movie I want to talk with you guys about is a GAC movie called Royally Wrapped for Christmas. Um, you guys, this movie is su it's super beautiful. It is super beautiful as a royal movie, if you're a long time listener, you already know that i am <laughs> i I'm a stickler for the the royal movies like I love the royal movies so much i'm you want me to watch anything, put a print in it, okay like <laughs> I'm pretty simple when it comes to stuff like that, so I was already planning to watch it because it was a royal movie. I don't know if it was because my day was already filled with Christmas cheer and snow globes, but I ended my Christmas filled evening with this movie and it was just, oh, it was just beautiful. Is it cheesy? Sure. But that's what I wanted. I wanted something warm. If this movie felt like I was sitting by the fire. That was the feeling this movie gave me. And as I said in my review of this movie, this was Jen Lilly's best movie for me. Because she she brings this kind of insecure, bashful, not sure of herself vibe. She brought that to a couple of movies for Hallmark that I felt like didn't warrant that type of response. But I felt like it worked here. And it was, I think, her and Brendan Fair had beautiful chemistry. Um, I looked over the accents. I was like, it, uh, at this point, just give me a prince, give me a prince. And I'm glad we got this movie because uh, "Royal Queens for Christmas" didn't do it for your girl. I don't know what Hallmark was thinking about that one. Um, I need. I'm waiting for them to redeem themselves to give me another royal movie. Hopefully, we have another we have a non-holiday royal movie for the year. Uh, last year, or no, earlier this year, whew, 2020 and 2021 are running together. But earlier this year, we got Fit for a Prince. And that one was okay. My bias is that it was set in Philly. So that's kind of why I skew more to the like than the dislike, dislike of it. But... This movie is better than both of those. <laughs> if I'm honest, I, I can't lie. I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed Fit for a Prince and Royal Queen, a, Royal, a Royal Queen's Christmas. Um, I don't know if Hallmark is moving away from the... I don't know what word I want to use. Predictable, heartwarming, cheesy... <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what I want to call it, but there's, uh, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to qualify it, but um, yeah, this movie did it for me, man. This movie did it for me all day and night. Um, the castle was mind boggling and I liked that we spent probably 25% of the movie in the leading ladies territory and then we spend 75 percent in the castle (laughs) take me to the castle let me experience the royal opulence that comes with that family do you know what i mean um i appreciated that i appreciated that tremendously so royally wrapped for christmas is definitely one of my favorites Next is a lifetime movie, and it's actually the only lifetime movie on this list, and that is A Christmas Village Romance. It stars Jake Epstein, Um, couldn't tell you the name of the leading lady, but um, I was on a Jake Epstein vibe because of Eight Nights, or what is it, no, Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. So I saw that he was coming out with two more Christmas movies, both of them on Lifetime. I hadn't watched his second one yet called Candy Cane Candidate. Say that three times fast. Two points for alliteration. Um, But this one has an incredibly odd premise. So there is a romance novelist whose concentration is in historical, like, I forget is it revolutionary war? It's like 1800 I forget. It's pre is it pre civil war? I think it's pre civil war historical romantic fiction. That's kind of her niche. And so she goes away to get inspiration for her the final chapter or for a new book for her publisher and she retreats to the place that she's been to since she was a kid which is called sugar creek marsh creek marsh there's a creek in there i promise you and this the the place is actually it it takes you back into the olden times because there's a blacksmith they like it's a whole it's like going it's like a destination in that you are going back in time when you visit this place almost like the renaissance fair things like that um and so Jake Epstein plays the blacksmith for this for the grounds and He plays a more, he's his lines and his character is much more punchy in this than in Eight Gifts of Hanukkah because this one is more so enemies to lovers instead of best friends to lovers. And one of my favorite romantic comedy tropes or romance movie tropes in general is enemies to lovers. Next to and not under, but on par with fake dating those two fake dating and enemies to lovers are like gold for me in any rom-com rom drama whatever you're putting together so the chemistry between the two of them when they were enemies beautiful and even the 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 progression of them becoming attracted to one another l- loved it i don't remember if they said loved at the end but um It was interesting because, you know, sometimes in the in our movies where we have the scene where the woman comes down the steps or into the room in a gorgeous dress. And then the the men is just like googly eyed like what's going on? You're you're captivating me right now. In this one, we have them getting dressed up in kind of ancient costumes to take pictures to promote, you know, save this thing from closing because they ain't got no money, right? And so he comes in with the the olden time suit with the top hat and all. And it's like they are googly eye. First of all <laughs> I was like, oh this is different. Um and then they said we finally now know like what the word dashing means and I was like oh oh okay then I mean different strokes for different folks you know what I'm saying <laughs> but all in all, the enemies to lovers trope Jake Epstein brought it. This is one of those movies I feel like if the leading man was didn't bring it, it wouldn't have She's a good she's a good actor. It also has the dude from another movie that's on my list um that I won't talk about yet. But yes, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. This was probably my favorite Lifetime movie that I saw. Y'all, the Lifetime movies were just wearing me thin. I watched um, Ice Wine Christmas, hated it. I watched, um, I tried to watch another one and just fell asleep. I tried to watch, what was Kelly Rowland? I tried to watch Merry Little Christmas Wedding because that's the one that comes before Merry Little Christmas Baby, fell asleep. I, I remember I watched the end, like the last half of one with my mom. Didn't care one iota. Me and her was talking about something completely different. The one like that I watched and actually enjoyed outside of Christmas Village Romance was Christmas Dance Reunion with Corbin Blue and Monique Coleman. But I think that one was just on another level. It was on a cheese mountain. It was just on another level of cheese for me. And so I feel like, this Christmas village romance rang true to what I normally like in a romantic comedy in general, if that makes sense, because of the enemies to lovers, because of the, the witty, the sarcastic, the, um, the, the quips, the different things that they had in it. I think that's why Christmas village romance edged out uh, Christmas dance reunion. So that is Christmas village romance <laughs> from Lifetime. Next, we have another GAC movie. Ooh, this one, you guys, wow. Much Ado About Christmas. This was the first GAC Christmas movie that we got for the entire season. So I, did I come in there with expectations? No, I didn't really know what to expect and my socks were knocked completely off as if they kicked it with both of their feet. Um, they shot this movie in Romania, and this, oh gosh, I, I, like, the the Christmas feels in this is so, it's oozing out of the screen, like, you can touch it, like, it's insane, the Christmas feels that are coming out of this, and at the time that I watched it, I felt like I wasn't getting Christmas feels from the other movies that I was watching, So when I watched this, whoa, first of all, it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was like, it was, I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. This one stars Susie Abermite and Torrance Coombs. I was familiar with Torrance Coombs because I had watched Romance in the Air, which he did for Hallmark with Cindy Busby. And that one was different. Um, I have a reaction about that on Instagram. <laughs> I did a, a, a video of me live reacting to it as I was watching it. But he did his thug fizzle in this movie, y'all. He, by far and large, the, bre- the best British accent that I've heard. Far and large. To the point where some people who I know who I recommended the movie to, they said, oh... He's really British, right? I was like, no, that's an accent. <laughs> so this movie was beautiful. It gave me upper tax bracket, which you know I love. <laughs> I'm letting my shallow side show. Um, Love me a good upper tax bracket situation. Um, This, this, this movie was just, it set the tone. It seriously set the tone for the rest of the GAC lineup and I wasn't ready I still have one and a half more movies to watch from the GAC Christmas lineup I have to watch Christmas Time is Here starring Rekia Bernard and Duchesne Williams and I need to watch um what is that Christmas is You I'm about like 30% through that one but um they kept when i tell you they kept that same energy the only movie that would probably get sifted through all 12 is probably the christmas switch with sarah lind who is dr z in the martha's vineyard mysteries ooh scandalous no but um that movie just didn't hit it for me that was yeah that movie didn't didn't hit it for me but much ado about christmas I mean the this the hills are alive. So that movie is just gorgeous. It ooh. If you want a hug, <laughs> if you want a jolly hug, please watch that movie. Watch that movie. Next, we have an up TV offering. You guys So I saw a few people, a few people actually slid into your homies DMs and was like, have you seen this one? It's super cute. You should watch it. So I said, okay. And there was one night where I was just like, I need something non Hallmark to watch right now. So I watched this up TV movie and I felt like I was floating on a, a Christmas marshmallow in the sky while it was raining candy cane and gingerbread. I don't know what to tell you. This movie is perfect. 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 And it's called Christmas on Fifth Avenue. Oh my gosh. It stars Catherine Davis and Olivier Renault. Re- Renault. He's French. Um, and Olivier, Olivier Renault is in... Christmas Village Romance and plays like the other guy in our leading lady's life Um, first oh gosh Christmas on 5th Avenue the best way I can describe it is if you have the Sugar Plum Fairy mixed with Breakfast at Tiffany's meets Scrooge wrapped up in Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice that's how I would sum up this movie and it all takes place at Christmas on fifth Avenue in New York. That's how I would sum this up. Um, a bit about the premise. So our leading lady, Eva, she has an app called urban genie where she grants wishes for people and which is basically her just doing little odds and ends for people. One of her trusty, what would you call it? Her biggest client, her biggest client, but also the client that like uses her the most. She is um, she's big money millionaire and she has a task for Eva to complete. So she is paying Eva to stay in her son's apartment while he's away writing. He's a mystery thriller writer and she wants she's like could you get the the apartment ready for when he comes for Christmas decorate it cook some food have it in the freezer for him boom what she doesn't know is that her son is already home he just didn't tell her because he's still trying to write this book so Eva comes in there she's you know doing her thing thinking nobody's there it's this huge apartment and so he's like, who the heck is in my house? And she goes into a room, opens the door, accidentally hits him on the nose. And then they run into the living room and she brings like an inflatable candy cane about to hit him with it. He's like, oh, great. But um, so she's like, I'm going to call your mother. He's like, no, 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 just just don't. And so they make a compromise that they'll stay out of each other's way, but stay in the apartment. And she'll do what she has to do. And never the two shall meet. Two ships passing in the night. But of course, that's not how Romance Movie Land works. So they get closer together. It was enemies to lovers. We had a gala, y'all. I'm raising my hand. We had a gala. It was called The Snowball. He was wearing a tux. She had a gorgeous jewel-toned crown. Wait, I'm sorry. Jewel-toned gown. (laughs) I wanna go to a snowball. I wanna go to a gala. We can that be our goal collectively as a community in twenty and twenty-two to find a gala and go there for? <laughs> I think we should just you know, sidebar. Uh the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia, a science museum, has a gala and they have a blue carpet that gets rolled out and I wanna go. The end. Uh Christmas on Fifth Avenue is great i you could I loved this was another beautiful example of like watching someone who has an icy heart melt throughout the movie like i i I liken it to that scene in Chronicles of Narnia when Aslan breathes on Mr. Tumnus like towards the end. He goes into the witches the White Witch's castle, and breathes on Mr. Tomness, and you can watch him defrost, and come back to life. That's what I feel like our our leading man did in this movie, and there was one other instance where that happened, and that is in Coming Home for Christmas. I feel like Neil Bledsoe's character did that same thing that Ozlan aslan breath of defrost like you just watched him defrost and thaw out like <laughs> throughout the movie it was so good it was so good um yes please if y'all please watch christmas on fifth avenue it's so cheery and beautiful oh It's, it's, oh gosh, it's just so sweet. Your tooth might ache. I I gotta be honest, it's gorgeous. And lastly, (laughs) just thinking about this movie is making me laugh. I just talked about this movie, Mistletoe Mix-Up, starring all three of the Lawrence brothers, Joey, Matthew, and Andy, and also starring Danielle C. Ryan, who was in the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries fall lineup, Finding Love in Mountain View. She was also in this other movie I saw on Amazon that stars Trevor Donovan. It's called Love Lost and Found. I recommend you watch that movie too. If you're looking for some non-holiday content but that still relates to Hallmark in some way because it has some of some familiar faces, you you should watch that movie. That movie is beautiful. It's super cute. Now the ending is six bags of Cheetos. But I think it's well worth the watch. Um but Mistletoe Mix-Up. Y'all, this movie had me cackling. I was bent over. My stomach was hurting. I was howling. I was keeking. It 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 oh man. By far, and if truth be told, this movie had me laughing harder than An Unexpected Christmas. Cuz before I saw this movie, the movie that made me laugh the most was An Unexpected Christmas. This movie Mistletoe Mixup, although the first half was slow, that second half was packed into like concentrated amounts of humor. Simple syrup, just drip, drip, concentrated amounts of humor. Like you know how you only need a couple of drips or drops of vanilla extract and something? That's how I'm like, dang, they because it's so potent. The humor was potent in the second half of this. It was it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. I appreciated it. And I oh, I love my Lawrence brothers. I love my Lawrence brothers. So let me recap this list of my favorite non-Hallmark Christmas movies of the season. We have Royally Wrapped for Christmas, which is a GAC movie. A Lifetime movie called Christmas Village Romance. Another GAC movie, Much Ado About Christmas an Up TV movie, Christmas on Fifth Avenue, and then an independently published movie you can find on Amazon Prime, Mistletoe Mix-Up. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you haven't already, be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, The next episode is going to be our top 10 favorites of the season from Hallmark. And we have our girl Callie from Hallmark's The Spot who reviewed Coyote Creek Christmas with me. She's coming back and we're talking about our 10 favorite Hallmark movies of the season. So be sure to look out for that episode coming very, very, very soon. And um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcast, be sure to rate and review. Not only does it help me out, but you also help other people to know that there's other Hallmark content out there for them to co- for them to consume. So be sure to leave a review and rate it on either Spotify on Apple Podcasts. And you can even leave me a voice message letting me know what you either think about the podcast or a specific movie, whatever you want to talk about. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you are able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And I'll put it here in the podcast and respond to it. And it will be like we're dialoguing. So thank you again so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. This is Dear Hallmark. Each week I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode.